So weirdly enough, Google actually thinks that Jesus drove a car. Like it's very weird for those of us that are Christian because, you know, cars didn't exist during Jesus's time. And for those of you all that don't know what Jesus is, Jesus is like the Lord and Savior and the Son of God to us Christians. But still, he is believed to have driven a car and the car is actually believed to have been a Honda Accord because according to Google and I quote, Everyone knows that Jesus drove a Honda Accord, although he didn't talk about it, since God basically told him not to brag. And it says, and I quote, For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. Like, I do. I'm probably about as dumbfounded as some of you probably are when you actually heard this. And... Just for context, like this is something that you get when you go and you type in what car did Jesus drive? And I kid you not, there's actually answers for this. Because just before I started recording, I decided to go and search for it again. And this time it was actually a Plymouth Fury. And the interesting thing is they say that Joshua from the Bible as well also drove a car or at least drove, you know, a vehicle. And apparently it was a triumph. And there's scripture to actually prove that and shit. Like... (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a pretty weird thing that Google has going on. Although I think it is more of like just jokes that people post up. And for some reason, Google just so happens to actually pick them up. Although then again, it does actually give us room to even add more things. Because technically, you could say that Moses drove a Shelby Cobra. Because God told him to design, you know, a certain tool that had the shape of a snake. And he did that. And, you know... Uh, the Mustang Cobra, it has the picture of like the snake there. So, you know, maybe that's what he drove as well. Which seems utterly weird considering that it's a very fast car as opposed to like the Honda Accord which Jesus drove. Because at that point, like why is it that they ended up spending 40 years in the desert? Although it does explain why he didn't manage to, you know, cross over to Canon. But why spend 40 years when you have the fastest car out of all three of them? But anyways, let me leave my wild imagination aside. We have a podcast to do and it does not relate to cars or the Bible. So I might as well get this show on the road in my very typical fashion where I start by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who might be driving a Mustang called Eleanor, especially when you consider the fact that his movie of choice is gone in 60 seconds. He's a man who once wondered if Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, you know the drill, I know the drill if you've been listening for a while. If you don't know the drill, the drill is pretty simple. And if you know it, then you can sing along to it because it almost sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook, if it happens to be a screenshot, if it happens to be a screen grab that you happen to have found. And also on IG, if... The situation is the same. Then the DMs to send it to is at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook and at Breaktime on Westside on IG as well. And I will take them from there and I will handle it accordingly. And if you are a fan of this podcast and if you are really liking this podcast, then a nice rating and or review on an app that happens to allow for it, you know, say if it's Apple Podcasts or some shit, will be highly appreciated, you know. 
just throwing in some love over there you know telling the other people that might be thinking you know what should i listen to break time on my side that you know what you should listen to it you know there's something there there's a guy that talks about fucking a lot but you know there's something there but anyways that said pleasantries aside we do need to move it on to the tweets but before we get to the tweets there is a very interesting story that was making waves over last week and and for most of this past week now it was a story that was released by an entertainment website called mto and it also blew up on ig from this page known as too much hot tea and it was a story about drake allegedly being sued by an ig model because she decided to try and take his sperm and ended up getting burnt for it now the way this story goes and i'm gonna try and read it word for word just so you can understand the context is apparently uh drake and the ig model had been hitting each other up on ig and they decided to link up now they had linked up at a party and afterwards they went back to his hotel they smoked weed for a bit and he asked if she wanted to have sex with her she said he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual you know drake's a smart guy over there so they started with a bit of foreplay then he rubbed and sucked her titties blah 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 went to the bathroom went came out with a condom on now she claims that the guy's about seven inches you know for the babes that were trying to check how many inches drake is that you know that's probably pretty good for him anyways uh they said he was thick and cut you know they fucked for about 20 minutes he mostly hit it from the back and eventually came inside the condom now immediately after he went back to the bathroom to dispose it but she went she fished the condom out of the trash untied it and put the opening end into her vagina and she was in for a surprise because the next thing was that she felt as if it was pouring hot lava on her pussy so she screams drake runs into the bathroom and when he sees it he admits that he had poured a packet of hot sauce into the condom to kill the sperm now the ig model is threatening to sue drake because of this and okay i get that this is an allegation and there are actually claims that this story is fake and i definitely do have questions because one the ig model isn't being named also i'm wondering where that packet of hot sauce was like did he have it in his pocket did the guy like have like a stash in that bathroom or some shit we don't know all we know is a packet of hot sauce was poured and there is no mention of drake picking a packet of hot sauce either from the hotel or from the party or anything so we don't know that story then on top of that normally celebrities make you sign an nda before you fuck mostly just for the sake of their reputation and also for sort of like their benefit so that you don't put some shit on them especially when they're trying to be consensual and everything but that said like leaving the allegation of whether it was real or fake aside i don't know i feel like y'all should be calling me a prophet because i've been speaking about this shit since 2019 like if y'all go and listen to the episodes of the podcast from i think it was around october or november and it was it was an episode i think it was titled you are not the father it was it was either fan favorite section or battle of the sexes because i remember i was still doing fan favorite section before i switched to tweet street in 2020 and i spoke about this story and i spoke about how i had been told like a year prior by a babe friend of mine that women choose their baby daddies like that was something that i was told and it's something that i've taken to heart for a very very long time never forgotten it and on top of that i mentioned how some babes will pretty much do anything to get a baby from you so they will actually take the condom turn it upside down and let that shit go back 
Now, fortunately, as well as allegedly because we don't know if this story is true or false, Drake decided to booby trap that shit. As people of the internet are calling it, apparently they're calling this shit a booby trap. So Drake booby trapped the condom and when when she tried to do that shit it backfired on her. Now am I saying that what he did was a bad thing? No, that was a protection move. Like that was proper protection because I've sort of agreed to having one of two mechanisms whenever you're in a situation and you have a condom and you feel that you are a man of value so you need to protect your seed. So normally what i do is option one you go and you flush the condom and you make sure it's you who's doing the flushing you know you just go you take the condom off you toss it inside like immediately after you've tied it up and you know you make sure you flush that shit. normally it just goes and it's it's pretty simple it's very easy to do and it's not like someone can go and backtrack and get it if they backtrack and they get it then it'll probably be contaminated to a certain degree you know with 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 like sewage matter and shit. Now, option two is to contaminate the contents of the condom before you dispose of it. Now, that's what Drake did and that's actually what I mentioned back in 2019. And the thing is, it's a pretty good move, it's a pretty smart move and the more of value you are as a guy, the higher the chances of such shit happening actually increase, especially if you're banging multiple babes which I'm sure Drake probably is doing. You know, he's at the top of his game right now. He's pretty much one of the biggest artists in the world, if not the biggest, at least in terms of streaming numbers and shit. So I get why he'd want to do such a thing. And I think it was smart, especially after he got Adonis from, from a former adult film actress. Like, I'm sure this guy was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I strap up and I don't get any more kids from any more of these babes that are trying to get an extra buck out of me or they're trying to make sure that you know they've secured themselves for life and shit so one way or another like this was a very smart move the only thing is we don't know if it was true uh because i do still think that you know there's a lot about this entire story that's a bit ish ish but if it is actually true drake was smart for that you know, some people who might have questioned Drake after reading a story like this, they've given him a certain newfound respect after this. But anyways, that said, we should definitely move it on to the tweets. So let us move it on. So on to our very first tweet. My friend broke up with a boyfriend because he was too available. Every time she goes out, he pays her bills because he fears other guys might pay. If she's too wasted, he'd pick her up from wherever at any time. Too available. Alright, so when this story came out over the weekend, I think it was around Sunday when this story came out, it caused a bit of a stir on Kenyan Twitter because people were actually debating this for a while. And I also even ended up having a debate with a fan over this entire thing. And, and the whole debate was, oh, you know, the guy was doing too much. And clearly, if you are wondering if the fan was male or female, then that should probably give you a pretty good idea. Because it's it's almost rarely ever going to be a guy that's going to say, you know what, from this little bit of text, this guy was clearly doing too much. I don't think he was doing too much as a guy, but I do feel like the problem wasn't even that he was available, as the shorty was saying. I think the problem was that he wasn't confident, like he lacked confidence and i am going to substantiate that claim but i am also going to stand by the whole idea that he might have actually been too available because it all kind of leads down into the same kind of fundamental problem which was dominance 
now when you look at my idea that the issue was his confidence then look at it like this every time she would go out this guy would pay her bills like he doesn't necessarily have to go out with her he doesn't necessarily have to be there he will just be like yo how much is it and he sends her money because he fears other guys might pay now that clearly sounds like somebody who's afraid that another nigga who's gonna put the money down is gonna take your shorty which presents two problems one you don't think your shorty is autonomous enough to be like you know what even though you're paying for the drinks i'm not giving you some or you know what it's fine i can pay for my own drinks i'm not giving you some or you clearly are not confident enough that you are worth having this babe that another guy who can clearly buy for her drinks and possibly look maybe better can steal her from you of which if you cannot trust your babe to be faithful then why the fuck are you dating her in the first place like that's my first question why would you choose to date someone yet you are not at least trusting enough that they're going to be faithful then this believing that this shorty is so grand that any guy would want her but you're not confident enough to think that she also feels like she's worth you is something that i feel is a problem for a lot of guys like you hear some of these guys talking and they're like oh you know i don't know how a shorty like this would be with a guy like me like nigga the fact that she has decided to be with you means that she feels that she is worth you and you are worth her take that shit and move with it do not think that you are any less value than what she currently is because she will not go for someone unless that guy is of an equal or greater value if he goes for one who's of less value then clearly she has a problem but that aside let me go to their hypothesis you know by there i mean every other babe that was agreeing to this on the whole this guy being too available to a certain degree they're also right because when you actually look at it yes this guy will come for her at any given time like i'm gonna be straight up and just say personally for me when you're calling me at certain times of the night i probably won't even pick my call because i'll be dead asleep and on top of that i believe at least for my own girlfriend whether you want to go get wasted whether you want to go for a couple of drinks that you probably are smart enough or at least you are mindful and mature enough that you will actually take care of yourself now if you don't do that then clearly i have a problem picking a good girlfriend but if you actually can then you've probably planned yourself well enough such that if it's you or your friends that's gonna make sure that all of you guys get home then it's cool if it gets to the point where i'm being called then i will probably take myself there but it's not like i'm gonna do it all the time and i'll probably be grumpy about that shit so yes maybe he was too available the fact that you know just because she calls this guy arrives maybe is a problem but now the reason why i'm saying that it all comes down to dominance is because the fact that this guy couldn't be like no and just put his foot down and be like yo you can't be going out and blacking out all the fucking times so that i come for you the fact that this guy couldn't say you know what no go handle your own bills and you know don't let these niggas pay for you the fact that this guy couldn't put his foot down is a clear sign that the man might have been pussy whipped the man might have been in love and caring but he did not show dominance and i've probably said this once or twice before but there's a very fine line between dominance and disrespect and oftentimes that line is blurred and the thing is you can actually show dominance by being a little bit disrespectful 
which is what I think most of the toxic babes kind of meant when they were like, this guy is too much. Like, this guy did not fight back with her, he did not fight her, he did not come out to say anything. This guy just sounds like he was just a really sweet, caring guy, which was a problem. The guy probably needed to be a little bit disrespectful. Maybe just needed to be a little bit disrespectful. But that said, I might just get into this a lot deeper on an episode of Battle of the Sexes because I have eaten off quite a lot of time on this. So quick conclusion on this, just be a little bit disrespectful to her, don't always say yes just because she asked for it and trust me, your relationship will definitely thank you. Now moving it on, so on to our next tweet. Husband has 1.3 million, wife has 6 million, house rent is 1.2 million, who should pay? Alright, now depending on what part of the world you're in and what kind of culture you subscribe to, there's gonna be different answers for this. I'm gonna try and subscribe to the more common man is provider, protector and penetrator type 1 that I've been using the entire time. But I am going to say, if this was to come down to logic and you were to ignore everything else, cultural influence, society, blah, 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 then you'd say the wife is the one who should pay the rent. If y'all are doing 1.3 mil, say a month or a year, and and you know rent is 1.2 a month or a year i'm not sure you know they didn't indicate then it's non-negotiable the wife should pay but considering how our cultures are set up considering the kind of culture that i'm kind of uh like picking my information from the guy will still be required to pay the 1.2 mil regardless of whether the wife makes 6 mil or 0.6 mil like he has to pay the rent now personally for me if I was to sort of handle this, first of all, I'd be like, I'm not staying in a house where the rent is 1.2 mil and I'm making 1.3. By all means, that's a very stupid financial decision for me. I'd move to one that costs half this much. Yes, I know you know that could be a status thing, but honestly, fuck status. Status isn't going to feed me. So I'd move to one that's 0.6 mil, make sure it's in a pretty decent neighborhood, pretty nice place then we can have much more money to play around with. Now, if you guys as a unit are a very good team, then you can combine your incomes and just handle the rent money and then divide the rest of that shit equally. But that is best served as a fantasy for most people, especially with the way babes nowadays are very heavy on the whole, oh, his money is our money, my money is my money type vibe. Like, that's more fantasy for most people than reality, so I usually don't like to go for that option, but if you guys are trusting enough that you can do it that way, then by all means, go ahead and do that. But as far as a lot of our cultures, at least from this part of the world, have been set up, as the husband, as the man of the house, you have your roles as three Ps. Provide, protect, penetrate. That is your role to your wife. Your wife is the homemaker, so whether she makes more, whether she makes less, you are supposed to be the provider. And I won't get into the whole, oh, she should save her money and invest it for the family type shit, oh, what if they break up type stories because of time, but I think that's just the bottom line. Like, you don't need to break yourself backwards for house rent of 1.2 mil if you're making 1.3, just go for something cheaper. If she wants it, then let her take it, but she's gonna handle the rent. Like... That should be an agreeable thing. If she wants the 1.2, let her go for the 1.2, but let her handle the rent because you are not going to put 90% of your entire earnings on rent alone. 
Like there's other bills to pay and you have to survive as a human being and actually enjoy your own money. But anyways, that aside, let us move it on and finish it off with our very final tweet of this episode. If someone calls you at 12am, they want to get laid. If someone calls you at 3am, you were their last choice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust this. I don't trust this to a certain point. Like, I can get why it makes sense. You know, you know, the Netflix and chill happened and the guy was a bad fuck. Then at some point, she's like, oh, let me bounce. I need to go back home. I can't sleep in another man's house, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes over to your place. Like, I can get why you're a last choice because of that. And the 12M is more like uh, the wanting to get laid bit. But I feel like it can be a lot more complex. Like... Ashori can hit me up at 12am because she went for Netflix and chill at 7, tried to fuck at 9 and hated the entire experience, so she decided to call me up at 12. Like, yes, it can be that, but it can be the same exact thing at 3am. Like, both of those mean that I was a plan B. Like, it's not necessarily about being the last choice, but you are plan B. Now, if you are going to be considered plan B, there's a pretty good chance that there's a list of other plans that were failing. And she knew very well you will come through. If you are going to come through with a dick, she knows that you will not disappoint when it comes to giving good dick, then she will save you for last. Because when it comes to dick, she can have bad dick now. There are a couple of so-sos, you know, a couple of 50-50s here and there. But she knows very well if you're going to be the last choice, then you are most definitely the only choice that she knows will deliver like a midwife. Like, if anything, if you call yourself a plan B, it actually means that you are much better off. It means that your skills are unparalleled. It means that you are great at your job and you cannot be faulted for that shit. Now, if you are calling yourself a last choice, then I'm sorry, you're making yourself sound bad. But at the end of the day, when you actually think about it, plan B is usually the one that's not expected to fail. And it clearly means that you're pretty good at your job as a guy. Now, of course, like I said, there's people that'll call you at 12am and at 3am for different reasons. Now, you can be getting a call at 3am as a dude and you're getting it from a shorty who's like super in love with you and shit or has been having a mad crush on you to, you know, start gushing and shit. And it's her drunk calling you and telling you about how much she loves you. And that can be a good thing as well because at least it tells you that there's a pretty good chance that you are assured of pussy from this shorty, especially if you like her. Like, that's an entirely good plan. But this whole thing of, uh, you were her last choice, like, there's a pretty good chance that you were the best dick that she was going to get, and she knew that you would not disappoint. But then again, I wouldn't really know that much about being called at 3am, because if you try calling me at 3am, I'm dead asleep. I'm not gonna pick up that phone for your ass, because I value my sleep more than I value you. But then again, that's entirely up to you. So I want to know your thoughts on this. Are you the type of person that will pick the phone up at 3am? Are you the type of person that only calls their plan B or their last choice at 3am? The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D on Facebook. It is at Breaktime on Westside. And on Instagram, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>